0: Hello and welcome to the Found in the Forest podcast, I'm Craig Sirhit. I developed this series around the feature-length documentary I created about the Environmental School in British Columbia, which has had a real impact on how I feel about education. Last week's show was all about the weather, and how the students and teachers at the Environmental School cope with learning in the outdoors all day, and this week we'll look at the school's approach to eco-education. The evidence of the effects that climate change has had on our world is overwhelming, and the only way we're gonna return the earth to a level of reasonable sustainability is through education. The environmental school weaves ecological education into the fabric of the curriculum. In this chapter, we'll hear from researchers, students, and educators, talk about how our relationship with the environment needs to start with the youngest among us.
1: I can realize you guys are all kids, so of course, sometimes a Sunday afternoon can seem like a bajillion years but we live a short period of time. We're not around for a long time. And our senses aren't attuned to seeing larger cycles. So when we think about this whole place that we're in right now, even though it's comprised of lots of individual living organisms, the whole thing all together is like one giant organism that's growing. It's very hard to see. An ecological understanding, there's, there's sort of different levels of that. In one respect ecological understanding could just be recycling and, um, you know, turning your taps off when you're using it. But I, th- I think the, the understanding that we're trying to shoot for at this school is more uh, what David Orr calls uh, implicatedness in life. That human life is part of a broader ecosystem and that the system is all interconnected. And in that regard, the schools engage in a project of cultural change towards a more what might be thought of an ecologically aware society or culture.
2: I think that. As a child, you just have this capacity for wonder, and that's really what's instilled in you as a kid, and being outside inspires that. So that's something that you naturally bring into adulthood, and I think that's just a spark that happens in childhood, and it's so easy to happen because children are so much more open to these experiences.
1: Is ecological understanding something that we have to instill through school, or is it something that the conventional school often inculcates out of us? A lot of theory would suggest that maybe kids, when they're young, have a a deeper relationship with the world, they see the world as as animate, like themselves, and that it's only through a process of 12 years of schooling that they learn that the world is inert and and can be manipulated solely for human benefit. So I think the advantage of of starting young is trying to approach schooling in a way that allows them to maintain their natural curiosity.
3: Citizens realize that clogged freeways full of individual vehicles that each have their own internal combustion chamber that's burning petroleum products, um, releasing all kinds of nasty chemicals into the environment that's creating all kinds of unknown trauma to our only source of life, the planet, Um, it's a huge gamble. And I think that if we believe that schools... Uh, should be places where children learn to be good citizens and good community members, both to their own human communities, but also to their ecological communities. Then it's vital. It's absolutely vital. It's actually not even a question of that. We should be focusing more on environmental issues. One of the theories about environmental ecological education is that by by being outside, by being in the natural world, by getting to know it, not just being about it but by getting to know by being with it and in it then you develop an emotional connection attachment.
2: If they don't have the connection to nature they're not going to care about it. They're not gonna care that things might be destroyed or paved over and we want them to be able to do something about it if they care about it. Once kids learn to love nature I think they are better equipped to face those big issues, like climate change and those looming threats that, that can be so intimidating. I think if they start from a place of hope and wonder and love, I think that will help in the long run. A lot of our lessons revolve around learning about the trees and the plants and the animals that we live with. And it's really important for the kids to understand that they're not the only ones here, that everything is a home to something, right? Whether it be a plant or another animal. And so to learn the respect of a dead log, to not just thrash it, that animals do use it and plants will grow in it. It's a big deal to a lot of the kids because they have a really strong connection to the natural world.
1: I'm way closer to nature. Before at my old house, I'd just be gone, like we ripped behind this old hedge, like we just cut around in the back but We didn't realize that we were killing a tree. But now that we're here, we're realizing that, how to, concert, or how to conserve all of the different plants and stuff instead of just going and ripping something apart. Can you guys see the ferns growing on that one dead branch up there? Oh wow. Think, like there's, there's, there's a whole different yeah. ecosystem up there, isn't there? It's like the forest floor growing. How how high do you think that is?
2: 50 feet. 2, 1,200
0: feet.
1: I think it might be about 35 or 40 feet. Ah,
0: know what should turn into how many meters?
3: Inevitably, situations occur where, where uh, sort of a conscious teaching moment can arise. So for example, here in the forest, then there's a bit of a bog area that students were loving to play in. But the play can also, and was also damaging to to that bog so then it it raises questions about then our behaviour so it's fantastic to play in there and we're kind of exploring it but when you look you see all the plants being trampled and so on being explored to death so so what do we do right you know and some really interesting conversations with all the students you know around effectively what is our relationship with this world and how best to live in it. Like whatever we do there's some impact on the environment you know just because you're not in the forests and you're in a regular sort of school building all day then everything that we do still has an impact on the natural world it's the driving to school it's the you know the heating bills it's you know the fuel that's burned being separated from it doesn't affect the fact that you're impacting it and being in it, it's just more immediately apparent that you have an impact on it and then hopefully that's a better learning experience to be able to mediate how how we live with it.
0: Well, that's it for this week's show and just a reminder you can watch the entire documentary at foundintheforest.com and if you have any questions or comments please feel free to send them to info at foundintheforest.com If you don't mind taking the time to rate this program in iTunes, it will not only help other people discover it, but it will also give me some good feedback. On the next show, we're going to take a look at experiential education in environmental school, but first I'll leave you today with a comment from environmental school teacher Randy on his goals for ecological education.
1: I realize that our world and our surroundings is is the fishbowl that we will live in, and I want kids to grow up to be conscious of how their decisions affect the, their surroundings and their, their fishbowl. And as they become conscious of it, we all have to be consumers at some point, but how much and where and what is an important consideration. And so I hope that the kids grow up to become real critical thinkers as they, as they go about um, their daily lives.